Insights into the elements of process safety, the only process safety podcast where each week industry professionals discuss their hands-on experiences and industry-tested solutions of the 14 PSM elements. Brought to you by Smith & Burgess, the trusted process safety advisor to the world's leading companies. Hello, this is Catherine Colbert with Smith & Burgess. In this podcast, I will be talking about the training element of process safety management. When thinking of training, I know I think of a classroom and someone lecturing to me. That is not necessarily what is involved with PSM training. Although it may be one method for delivering content, the specific training addressed in PSM deals with operating a process. It is intended to be more of a hands-on practice. I know I learn better by doing, and if I want to teach someone how to run a process, I would rather show that person which valves to turn and buttons to push rather than tell someone in a classroom. It also increases comprehension to have someone do the activities rather than only be told about what activities need to be done. Training, as it relates to the PSM standard, involves three aspects, initial training, refresher training, and training documentation. As I mentioned, the specific training addressed in PSM deals with operating a process, so it applies to your operations staff. In order to be PSM compliant, Anyone operating a process needs to be trained in an overview of the process and in the procedures to run the process. We've already discussed operating procedures in a previous podcast, so you know how they play into the mix. This this initial training needs to happen before an operator is allowed to operate a new process, even if that person has previously been working in another area of the plant. It is also important to include in the operations training safety and health hazards, emergency operations like shutdown and safe work practices. For instance, an operator will need to be trained in hot work permits if there's ever going to be a possibility of hot work happening in the production area. And really, isn't that everywhere? This should also be part of the procedures that apply to operations, therefore completing the loop within the training requirement. The initial training requirement also applies to any changes to operating procedures. So when you change something in the process and then update the procedure to reflect that change, All of your operators need to be trained on the change before they're asked to run the system. Don't forget about operators who are on vacation. When they return to the job, they will need the training before operating the system. This needs to be captured in your MOC, and the PSSR cannot be signed off until you prove that all the training has been completed. Again, all of these PSM elements affect each other somehow. After all of your operators are trained on operating the process, PSM requires a minimum three-year refresher training. As with the initial training, it is not required to be a classroom lecture, although that is an option. The refresher training is to ensure your operators understand and adhere to the current operating procedures. How many of us get complacent after doing the same thing over and over, or find shortcuts, or maybe even forget a step here and there? The refresher training is designed to remind operators of what the written procedures are to make sure they're following them and operating safely. It's also a great time to review your operating procedures to make sure they are current with what the operations staff is doing and update them if necessary. Didn't we talk about the requirement for procedure reviews in a previous podcast? Yes, it seems OSHA figured out how to make all of these elements tie in together to form a comprehensive program. The third aspect of the training element is training documentation. We can do all the training in the world, however, if we don't document it, how does anyone know we have done it? There are multiple ways of documenting training. I've seen some formal databases that are able to track all the required training to email each individual of trainings that are due. I've seen manual systems that are all paper. 
The specific system isn't important. However, generally, there needs to be a standard way of tracking all the training that occurs on your site. Whether you have a training coordinator who monitors and determines what training is required, or if that is part of a supervisor's job description, or if individuals are responsible for making sure their training is up to date, you need to have a system and probably a process that is part of your management system so everyone knows what the expectation is. These training records are included in a PSM audit, so you need to understand the system that is being used and be able to communicate that to an auditor. I would be willing to bet that most of us have signed in on a form of some kind of training. I know I did a couple days ago for a lunch and learn I attended. Some of the things to include on that sign-in sheet are the name and description of the class or training, the date, the time of day, and amount of time for the training, the instructor, and the location. It's also good practice to have the instructor sign the sheet at the end of the training to certify that it was complete and all of the header information is correct. It's also important to write your name legibly on those sign-in sheets. A, so you get proper credit for attending the training, and B, so your employer is able to monitor and track which employees have taken which trainings. Don't throw those sign-in sheets away. They're important records of training that will need to be shown to auditors and inspectors to prove training was completed. They can be stored electronically or as hard copies. That should be specified in your training process or procedure. The same types of sign-in sheets need to be done for procedure trainings too. In my previous life, I worked at a manufacturing facility and I did multiple MOCs that included procedure changes. Before I was able to hand back the process to operations to restart, all the operators needed to sign off that they had been trained in the changes to the procedures. And those sign-off sheets were filed with the production area training documentation and with the MOC when it was closed out. Documentation is just as important as the training itself. And now hopefully you're, you are able to see how the training element is an important part of the PSM program and how it affects and is affected by many other elements. Thank you for listening to this Process Safety Management podcast. This is Katherine Culbert with Smith & Burgess. Thank you for listening to Smith & Burgess's Insights into the Elements of Process Safety. Visit smithburgess.com for more process safety white papers, case studies, presentations, and of course, podcast episodes.